0: Hi, welcome to CinemaScene on WGWG, Gardner-Webb University Radio, online at WGWG.org. Uh, we're very happy today uh, on this show where we talk about movies, uh, all aspects of films. We include, uh, we talk about uh, reviews, we uh, look at hot topics, we uh, bring in filmmakers, and uh, today, very happy to have a film composer. Uh, second time we've had uh, this film composer on CinemaScene, Marco Beltrami. Marco, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Pleasure,
0: great to be here, Marco. uh, You are uh, an award-winning filmmaker. You are an Oscar nominee. Um, You have been doing this business uh, for over two decades now. And uh, as far as I remember from last time you and I talked, music was really the thing that you wanted to do, even during childhood. Is that is that is my memory serving me correctly? Yeah,
1: you have a good memory. That's true. I. I, uh... I think I started um oh boy, when I started piano lessons, um back in maybe second grade, uh I always seemed to be a little bit more interested in writing and rewriting music than um than being a uh, performer.
0: Yeah, yeah, and but but you did end up uh diving into the performing aspect of it as well. Um with uh with some rock bands and uh and and even beyond that uh trying out some uh you really got involved in the 80s uh kind of uh synthesizer keyboard heavy keyboard movement is that right
1: um a little bit a little bit um i mainly you know i uh i pursued uh well i went to um actually i got a an undergraduate degree from Brown university. Uh, I decided at that point I didn't want to pursue music, um, or that I should do other things probably because of my parents, uh, pressure. But, um, I, um, then after that, after graduating with a degree in urban studies, I, um, I then went to back to Yale school of music and got a, a master's in music in, in, um, in composition. So, uh, uh I, I think at that point i decided that it was it was really my calling and um uh i came out afterwards to do a uh internship study at uh u s c with Jerry goldsmith yeah it was a prominent film composer oh, yeah. and then um and then uh just you know I, I i don't know it just sort of started working
0: yeah well let's go back to uh, when you went to uh to Yale what was it about that experience that you uh, think really helped you kind of spark this, yeah, this is the area that I need to go, this is the career path I need to choose? What was it about that experience in Yale, um, in, uh, especially in grad school?
1: Um, well, I knew before yeah, when I was at Brown, um, the um, I knew I was deficient in a lot of the areas that I needed to Um Compositionally, to be on the level of the other kids that were at Yale, so I worked very hard at it. Um, I was very inspired by the the teachers and my colleagues there, the other students. They were doing interesting things, and uh, really began to start conceiving of sound and timbre in in different ways and uh, things that I wanted to explore. And I thought film might be a good avenue
0: to do that. Well, you definitely have. I mean, you've explored everything from, uh, from dramas to, to horror films, to sci-fi, to superhero films, um, to even westerns. And as I was listening to Logan, and we're going to spend some time talking about Logan, uh, that's your uh, your newest project. Uh, the film uh, opens uh, this weekend um, around, uh, around the U.S. and uh, North America. Uh, it's not your uh, first time uh, spending some time with this particular character uh, or this uh, director, but um, I, some of the things I've really um, that caught my ear um, as I was listening to the Logan soundtrack is there were times that I really felt that there were these elements of western, and, and there was one um, one track in particular that was almost a western meeting a James Bond kind of feel. Um, I listened to it. There were, there were times that I was it was kind of a haunting score and then there were other times that I felt just the chaos, which I'm sure was reflecting of the character. And um, really uh, one of my pieces uh, it's, it's uh, titled on, on what I got was uh, Laura's theme and there was just this strong emotion that came out of that and it, it really clicked a very a very jazz feel to it. So this particular soundtrack really seems to explore so many different, genres, and is that something that, for this particular film, that was intentional, or is that something that just was fluid, it just kind of happened for you?
1: Well, you know what, Um, when I started working on this, when I first saw the movie, um, uh, I had a a conversation with the director, Jim Mangold, and um, this movie, even though it's a superhero movie, uh, that's what its genre is, it's really... Much more than that, it's a um, it's a road picture. It's a father daughter story. Um, at its heart, it's a very dark tale of uh, someone that's been alive for a long time and has lost all the people closest to him, and really doesn't want to live anymore. Um, it's so there's a lot of things that are, are tied up in it, and um, the director wanted to didn't want a score that was Hollywood in its polishedness um he wanted something that was rough around the edges something yeah. that was um uh more raw uh he played for me right off the bat movies that were inspiring to him when he made this wow. he played uh taxi driver and the gauntlet and uh paper moon and uh and we talked about movies in the direction and he really liked he wanted to infuse some of like uh, almost um when you say jazz, I mean, that's something that we talked about because he, he wanted to infuse um, this feeling of 70s scoring um, into this. And I wasn't quite sure how to do that because um, early on I tried actually putting up, uh, you know, just some of the music from Taxi Driver against against the, the picture. And, you know, there were things that were very visceral about it, but it didn't work in a modern sense. So I... I thought, how can I um, take some of the intensity of that and put it into the score that I'm doing? At the same time, it, it is—it's a western; it's a modern western yes. movie. It, uh, it's many things, so the score had
0: to—you
1: uh, know—one of my fears was that it would be too um, disjointed, that it, um, between the jazz elements and the western elements and the uh, emotional elements, that it might be a little all over the place. But, but hopefully, the, it the overall comes across as a. Um, as a vibe that works together. Um, You know, it's not a, it's not a thematic score. It's, uh, there's some, there, you know, Laura has a a theme in it and there, you know, there's, uh, there's certainly motives. There's a motive for X24 and, uh, but, but overall it's a um, very, um, by um, score. Yeah. And, and, uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, it's uh it's one of those things where it 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 could have it could have gone off the rails I think, but um it was constantly uh, uh trying to rein it in and and make sure that uh whatever the most important thing was that the great acting in this movie would lead the picture and the music would sort of follow and not get ahead of that and take you out of the picture.
0: Yeah, yeah, there there's um there's so much of of scoring now when I when I watch film that many times you cannot tell where the sound design begins and the scoring begins because they are they are so fluidly connected to each other. Um do yeah. you, do you feel that same way that, that 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 happens when you're working on films now?
1: Yeah, more and more so and I think it's a good thing. cuz they, they the sound environment should work together and I think it's it's sometimes good when uh the the listener is not sure uh, where the sound environment begins and where what's sound and what 's music yeah. and what's music and what's sound uh it 's something that I started to be interested in when uh, I worked on the hurt locker, which was supposed to be like a, a in, like a true account of what was going on um, um, like a documentary right. type of feel, even though right. it wasn 't um, and and so in in that you know we didn 't want to. Take the the viewer out of the picture, but more just enhance the the experience. And and I think the, the lessons that I learned there have carried forth in other pictures. And and certainly is true here. I mean, there's there's um, there's definitely areas where you're not sure if it's music or sound or or what.
0: Well, you know, when you were talking a, a bit about the the story of. Logan. I, I do feel, I have not had a chance to see um, a, a screening of the film yet. I'm looking forward to it this weekend, but just in listening to um, your soundtrack and then looking at the clips and the trailers that I've seen, you know, Logan is really, a, uh, has continued to be a character in conflict with uh, with himself throughout, you know, many of these uh, these X-Men films. And uh, and this one, I think, even more so, because you you say he's facing so much loss that's happened in his life he's, he's facing he's an old man and and all that goes yeah. along with that and um, I, I really feel that conflict uh, within some of the music and that that chaos that that is happening within that character and I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out uh, with with uh, the visuals uh, as well I really am yeah um how yeah. how different was it to work on um this version of Logan compared to the Wolverine that you uh, did back in 2013.
1: Right. Well, it's the same director. And I think there's some, uh, some of the impulses were similar in that, but you know, that was much more of a studio driven picture uh, that sort of became a little bit more generic in the third act there uh, when they had like the silver samurai and all that stuff that happens. Right. Uh, where whereas this sort of really stays true to itself in in um in setting up this this moody character and staying with it and not veering off of that and um uh in that in that respect I think it's a much more honest picture i think it's and i and i think that's part of what the audience really the you know at least the reviews I've seen that people respond to um and has been very positive is But it feels genuine.
0: Yeah. You know, there's, um, let me ask you this quick question. Uh, In the movie The Homesman, you did some really uh, unusual things with with music there where you, you know, you went outside and actually incorporated, from what I remember, you incorporated the wind and some interesting instruments. Were there things you did um, on Logan that was a little different, maybe outside of the norm from from a musical exploration standpoint?
1: Um, yeah, we did some stuff. One of the things that we did, um, rather than just, because I, I knew I wanted to use, like, the power of, uh, like, brass. And we did have a brass ensemble, but, um, in with it, i never done this before. I put a, um, a Hammond B3 organ uh, right in the middle of the brass section. And they, so they were playing along with it. And wow. it gave it, uh, a really cool edge. It gave sort of, a like, a bit of a retro vibe but yeah. also use it with a, a more of a, a a power to it which was really kind of fun and um uh what else oh and and um uh yeah I mean we didn't do anything outside but we did have um a, a, instead of a, traditionally you would use like um orchestral percussion they would be playing you know timpani and all of stuff like that but right. uh here we had we we used two drum kits instead and oh, um wow. in the room and 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 that also gave it a, a bit of a different feel as well i I think some of that jazz free feel that you feel in cues like maybe local Logan or uh um, you know some of the other alternate ending stuff um that that came about because of that that way of scoring
0: wow, awesome. Or are there any uh, dream projects on your list that you'd love to maybe work on in the future that uh, that hasn't quite uh, quite happened yet? That you'd maybe uh, maybe working with a certain director? Uh, any of those things uh, out there for you that you'd love to explore?
1: Well, there was one I was really excited about, but I'm not sure what's happening. I was going to do another project with Tony um, Lee Jones, yeah. um, a remake of The Cowboys, but um, I I don't think that. I don't know what's happened with that. So I really hope that happens. Um, I love doing Westerns. I I feel like there's so much um, new to explore. The reason I got into film music was because of uh, Morricone and um, uh, just the way that he conceives. He was the first one, I think, to conceive of sound and music as being interchangeable or, or, you know, substituting for each other in places and, you know, taking um, just, like, maybe uh, the sound of the reverb of an amplifier and making that a musical element or, you know, someone grunting or whistling yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, and it, it's that principle that I that I really feel like still has, um, especially now with technology and all we're able to do with computers and all, a lot of possibility for for coming up with new ways of scoring things.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, one final question. I know you've got to go, and I really do appreciate your time, but, um, you know, this is a, just a question we love to ask um, to, to any of our composers because everybody's got different, different answers to this, and I'd just love to hear uh, each one, and it relates to the role of music for film and the impact of it, and, and what do you feel is the greatest impact or the greatest motivator for music and film from your perspective?
1: I think the the music is to provide the emotional subtext of the movie the things that um you want the audience to feel and understand about the movie that you don't have to spell out with dialogue or with um with uh any other devices it's it's uh music functions on a visceral immediate impactful level uh subconsciously allows the viewer to understand and feel certain things, and um, and so music is, in that sense, very manipulative, and um, uh, I think that it, music should never be neutral, that it uh, always has a point of view, okay. and, um, and, and that's what it should exploit.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, Marco Beltrami is our guest today on Cinema Scene right here on WGWG, uh, an award-winning composer, uh, has worked on films like The Hurt Locker, 310 to Yuma. Uh, The Scream films, Carrie, um, Good Day to Die Hard, Worm Bodies, Homesman, Wolverine, World War Z. And he's also currently uh, working on the Fox television show Lucifer. And this weekend, you can hear him, uh, hear his work uh, on the new film, Logan. Uh, This is definitely the preseason for the summer box office, and we've got it this weekend with Logan. Uh, Marco, any final thoughts or comments you want to share about Logan or Lucifer or any of the other projects you're working on?
1: Um, no I think we covered everything I think that's uh, just I hope uh hope you enjoy it I think it's a, a really strong movie and um, I'm proud of it
0: great well thank you so much for uh, spending time with us talking about uh, about your life uh, in music and uh, particularly Logan thanks so much for your time and for those listening sure um, <laughs> uh, Marco's website uh, marco-beltrami.com you can always email us here at info at wg at org, and we can connect you um, and uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CinemaSceneUSA. Till next time, I'm Noel Manning for WGWG Online, WGWG.org, and CinemaScene, that is a wrap.